Hi, my name is Heather Porter, and I'd like to welcome you to my podcast, Animisma, All Things Inspirited. This podcast seeks to offer you a journey home, home to the wisdom of your ancestors, whose face you wear and whose knowing is encoded in your bones, home to your true self, who you were before the passage of this human life offered you its distractions or placed upon you its obligations, expectations and challenges, or perhaps deeply conditioned and wounded you. Animisma is a journey home to who you were born to be, a sovereign, complete child of the universe, that is, a whole, healthy, and well human. This journey home to our magnificent, beautiful true selves provides us with an opportunity to be at peace with whoever we are at this moment, in this time. It is an honorable endeavor and allows us to connect more presently and more deeply with the waters, lands, plants, spirits, and people we share space with. My heart hope is that as you join me on these journeys and explorations, your true self is gently revealed to you in all its grace and in revealing itself to you serves as your own soul compass, a guide providing you with an opportunity to discover what it feels like to walk deeply and beautifully aligned with the exquisite and resilient core of your being. It is my belief that the path of self-discovery is the path of integrity and therefore does not deny your shadow, your pain, or your hidden or wounded parts, but welcomes them forward in service of revealing to you the deepest work that needs to be addressed. I believe it is your birthright to be whole, complete, unburdened, and free. Many today feel we are living in a time of forgetting and a time of confusion, but there are still people who seek to remember. People who seek to share the sacred in our everyday lives, people who believe that everything around us is inspirited, and who seek to offer ways of connecting deeply and authentically with the untamed beauty and wildness of our hearts, and the magnificence of our shared world. These people seek honorable connections to the lands they live on, the waters they swim in, and the winds that surround them. They seek to learn the wisdom of the myriad beings that we share this precious life with, and they seek to honor the wisdom of their ancestors, be they from bloodlines, that is blood relatives, spirit lines, that is the ancestry of your spirit or soul, or milk lines, that is the lines that have nourished you, though aren't related to you, such as chosen family, teachers, authors, step-parents, etc. I am one of those seekers, and animisma is my offering as a journey home to your own wise and magnificent heartlight, and I offer this as a bridge of authentic spiritual connection, offered with honor, and offered in peace. Welcome to Animisma, all things inspirited. I'm thrilled that you're here. The wheel turns, the year progresses. I trust your Letha, the summer solstice, was celebrated in safety and health. Thank you for your understanding and the guidance to take pause during Letha. And welcome, welcome, dear ones, to episode 5, the sixth festival of the year, that is Lunasa, the first of the three harvest festivals. It is high summer. Fields, crops and orchards have been drinking in the summer rains, hosting the blessed bees, bats and butterflies and growing fruits, grains, nuts, and berries. This first harvest festival is also referred to as Lamas, the loaf mass, and marks the harvest of the grains. If the baking of bread is under your purview, 
This is the perfect time to bake in celebration of the first harvest and reflect on the growth that has taken place throughout the year. In an agricultural society, the beginning of the harvest was a natural occasion to celebrate and give thanks to the divine for its gifts. There are a great many recipes for lamas, which next year's animisma offering will include, as too it will include the sacred trees, herbs, and flowers of this festival of the sun. This time of heat and light is a celebration of all that has been seeded and grown. In the face of our human awakening and the clearing of old wounds and old ways, making space for the growth of the new, we can pause and take time to reflect on all that has grown, all that is beautiful and all that is true. Growth takes time and commitment. Like the seeds planted deep in the dark warmth of the earth, our evolution requires patience and surrender. A seed left on the surface only withers. It is within the place of no light that a seed is nourished and held. Slowly it transforms and makes its way to the surface. Slowly it lifts and grows. Tended and nourished, its potentiality is realized in divine timing in partnership with all of the earth, water, sun and sky. Seeds remind us of potentiality that is born in darkness and the offerings that lie in the darker and more hidden aspects of ourselves that include our instincts, our inner knowing and our intuition. Do you remember all the way back at Imbolc that we explored the Tuat de Danan, the mythical race of deities who went underground when they were defeated by the Milesians? The race many argue today make up the living kingdoms of the Fae. We were exploring the lore and wonder of Brij, a member of the Toa de Danan, and today we return to them to learn more about the god Lu and the festival of Lunasa. You may think that this harvest festival is a celebration of Lu himself. Lunasa, after all, has many meanings, such as the commemoration of Lu, and there are lots of stories around this time, being the time when he overcomes his grandfather, Belor. Lu is the wielder of the Spear of Light, and he is known as the master of all skills, lord of justice and wisdom, a preeminent warrior, accomplished healer, and noble cupbearer. In many versions of the story, he overcomes any who would take from the crops. And like so much myth and legend in the Celtic ways, his story varies wildly throughout the Celtic lands. The theme of harvest and grain remains consistent throughout, and there is one particular story that I'd like to share with you today. It is not a story of Lou, however, but in fact a story about his stepmother, whose name is Talcho. Let me tell you a story. Talcho was the daughter of the Great Plain and the wife of the Horse Lords. It is said that she either cleared a great plain or forest herself, or caused her husband to clear it, or was the cause of Lou's clearing it. The person doing the clearing of the great plain varies from source to source, but in all instances, Dalcho is the reason it is cleared, and at the end of this clearing, she died. She is sacred, as it is she who is said to have cleared the way for the introduction of agriculture in Ireland. Dalcho is an Irish goddess of sovereignty, 
an ancient goddess whose annual funeral games, according to the myth, were instituted by her foster son Liu in her honor. These games were held for more than a thousand years at a hill in County Meath that even today bears her name, Talcho, or in English, Telltown. The name of the festival is Lunasa, and it is one of the great five festivals of ancient and modern Celtic peoples. Even though the Taltian Games, sometimes called the Irish Olympics, endured longer than the Greek Olympics, we know little of the goddess for whom they were held. Feats of skill were competed in, and horse racing was honoured at these events. The games and competitions were opportunities to demonstrate athletics and the abilities of a warrior to win renown and the respect of their community, and in doing so, the approval and blessing of Liu himself. Talcho is one of the great mother goddesses. It is through her pains that the fields were cleared and the harvest was able to be born. She is sometimes seen to be a goddess of childbirth and labor. Talcho's death was a necessary part of bringing forth life for the people. So while people celebrated her life through the funeral games, they also mourned her death, and Liu himself is said to have sung her death song every year. Because of this, Talcho is said to have prophesied on her deathbed that as long as Lunisa is celebrated, there will always be music in Ireland. Talcho's death was a part of the sacred king rites of Ireland. She was a queen at Tara, the seat of the high kings. She was also married to the last Fearbolg ruler. Now while Nuada was the first of the Tuar rulers, Liu was his successor. The High Kings of Ireland married the goddess who was sovereign over the land itself. Without holding the sovereignty, no one could rule. Liu could not marry his foster mother, but by celebrating the sacrifice that ensured the prosperity of the land, Liu was able to honor that connection. Dalcho is sometimes seen as the dynastic link between the Fearbolg, who were defeated by the Tuar de Danan in battle at Moitira. I must tell you, I was fascinated as I journeyed deep into the heart of the myths and legends surrounding Liu and Talcho. Some also say that it is he, Liu, who sacrifices himself at this time so that his light and strength can be offered into the foods harvested by the people. Another prominent story of this time is that of John Barleycorn, who lay with the goddess at Bialtana and whose energy has become the grain and is now cut back and sacrifice to the land. Sacrifice is a common theme here at Lunisa, that we too must now sacrifice the warm part of the year, the light-filled energetics of the growing half of the year, and welcome the cooling, deepening, and going within. The invitation here is to celebrate life and the harvest with great intention in preparation for the darkening and cooling ahead. To take stock and assessment of the harvest of your year, what was planted and has now flourished? What blessings can we be thankful for? In reflecting on our modern lives and these ancient ways of acknowledging, tracking, and giving grace to our beautiful earth, I invite you to soften your lens. Life itself is an extraordinary blessing. To sit in a seat of grace allows us to deepen our understanding of ourselves and our human walk. It does not dismiss disregard or forget hardships, challenges, wounds or dark times. It begs that we hold all things true at once. 
I can grieve the pain experienced by the souls of humanity, just as I can fall to my knees at the sight of a rosebud unfurling in spring. When we can find a way to live in a space of unlimited, spacious acceptance, we avail ourselves to the preciousness of each moment, the preciousness of life itself. It is my belief that life is sacred. Every expression of life is sacred. Every human heart, every blade of grass, every ray of light. When we can see each moment as a divine expression and live in reverent relationship with all beings, we offer some of the deepest healing medicine available. We radiate with love. We radiate with honor and offer love to our ancestors. We even might stop perpetuating the unconsciousness of our past and offer each person we meet the opportunity to be seen and heard fully and completely in their own divinity. Please know that what I'm sharing isn't the love and light, which is a sort of bypassing that I hear so much of. I find those words are often incomplete and can even be dangerous. Yes, of course, love and light are critical elements of staying in connection with the world and the self. However, I feel they are frequently offered from the surface and not from the depths. This is true work, deep work, hard work, real, raw, and revolutionary work. This is the work that asks you to face yourself, every last scrap of you. Every broken, hurting, wounded, angry, grieving, longing part of you. This is work that is done by the self for the benefit of the community. And there are countless pathways of healing available. I practice a type of intuitive counsel and shamanic healing, which is informed by the wise woman tradition and mythic wonders. I'm also someone who has benefited deeply from sensory motor psychotherapy, Hakomi therapy, and working with nature. I've sought the counsel of spiritualists, teachers, plant speakers, and those that commune with angels. I've benefited from Eastern health and wisdom traditions, as I have from the lands of my Celtic blood. Whatever your path, whatever the ministry, the science, whatever the healing that needs to take place, I implore you to seek it. Your healing is my healing, is all healing. To radiate in this way, to honor the great reverence in all things, requires of us the ultimate commitment. A commitment to unyielding compassion of self and a willingness to do the deep work. Lunasa offers us so much by way of sacrifice, honor, blessing and grace. Perhaps after taking space to celebrate the harvest, you can take some time to prepare for your inner journey. Be fearless in seeking support. Offer yourself to the ancient Celtic cauldrons of transformation and regeneration. Lovingly grieve the departure of those paths and parts that no longer serve you. Perhaps you'll even sing their death song. Come into contact with your heart light so you can witness it in others, however dark, corrupted, or different you may perceive them to be from you. 
Perhaps in loving defiance, you can offer the world an alternative. Offer the world a free, compassionate and deconditioned human. At Lunasa, we can call on Lu himself to help us celebrate all that we have achieved, whether without or within. We can list our accomplishments, however great or small, and can include any aspect of us that we were able to tend, overcome or release. These are all powerful achievements. And by listing these aloud to Liu, perhaps in front of a candle to represent the great flames of strength and warmth of the sun, we can use this exercise, as Danu Farah says, as an act of power retrieval and offer a punctuation point in your life story and in the story of your year as the wheel turns. By seeing yourself in a broader context, perhaps you can polish the mirror of divinity which you reflect and see more of your own beauty, strength and radiance. Loving oneself and holding balance to one's accomplishments is a beautiful offering of health and of hope. Glennie Kindred, whose works have been such a nourishment on this journey for me, include a poem of Brian Boothby's as an offering made for Lunasa, and I'd love to share it with you here. What is this coming through the fire? What is this spell in the song? What is this star burning brighter? What is this? What is this? There's a rise in the eyes of the gods of the forest. There's a swell in the hearts of the gods of the seas. Sky flies swim in the winds of wanting. And the goddess flame burns ready. Inviting footprints on a path to the dawn. Bewitching steps across a leaping fire. Arms outstretched in the love of the moment, in the yell of the yelling, and the breath of desire. It's a rising tide of a new generation, swelling sea of a storm to come, shiver in the leaves of a fine summer dawn, echo of the future in the tribal drum. The mother aspect of the triple goddess is richly celebrated at Lunasa. The sacredness of motherhood, aspects of nurturing, teaching, and guiding are acknowledged and held. The well father is also something we can claim at this time of the sun gods. Walking through the doors of forgiveness and compassion, we can visit with our relationship with father and with the divine masculine, a protector and provider who is courageous and steadfast. The Divine Masculine is a critical aspect to be called back to our cultures and to support our evolution. I agree with Glennie Kindred's call during this festival of Lunasa that we can share in a vision of supporting the deep healing and reconnection that needs to take place to usher in the well and healthful men of the future and those aspects that we all hold within us. As ever, these needn't be those of your blood. They could be any mother or father figure you hold dearly in your life. My origin story in many ways was a sad one. It was threaded with sweetness in my siblings and friendships with human, plant, stone and star. It was also rife with abuse and neglect. And it's been much of my life's work to date to understand, explore 
navigate and heal. Though I've repaired a great deal with my blood mother, my blood father and I are fundamentally estranged. On this lunasar, in celebrating the divinity of mother and father, I offer you a space to reflect through the rattle. For those who have beautiful relationships with their parents, I offer you this rattle. For those of you who have difficult relationships, or none at all, I offer you this rattle. For those who never knew their blood parents, and who have been held and raised by milk lines, I offer you this rattle. For those whose parents have passed, I offer you this rattle. For those who have found mother and father within, I offer you this rattle. For those who are embarking on parenthood, I offer you this rattle. For the blessed Mother Earth and Father Sky, I offer you this rattle as a moment of gratitude and reflection for our lives. Though they may be scarred, they are absolutely sacred. Lunasa is the festival of high summer heat. While the days are long and warm, while the flowers blossom and the trees bear their fruit, let's unite in our deepest appreciation for all that we have on this resplendent, green, beautiful earth and fill our hearts and our cups to the brim. May all you hold dear be blessed by the radiance of the sun, the season, of Lu and of Talcho. I wish you a beautiful, sacred, health and laughter-filled High Summer Festival. Special thanks today to Tira Brandon Evans, El Thiriach, Blue Star Owl, Brian O'Sullivan, Danu Forrest, Glennie Kindred, and a special love sent to my darlings Evie and Abby 
who I recently learned have been listening to this podcast. Auntie Heather loves you forever. As we close today, I invite you as ever to close your eyes and make conscious your breath. <sighs> Feel the strength of the earth beneath you. Whether you are sitting, standing, or lying down, whether you are outside or at the top of a high building, I invite you to meet and connect with the earth. And I humbly ask that you take a moment to hold space for an intentional and heart-forward acknowledgement of First Peoples and Spirits of the Land. I invite you to speak the indigenous First Peoples names of the land where you currently reside. I humbly acknowledge that this land, the land that I currently live and work on, the land that holds me while I record this podcast about Celtic indigenous wisdom, is land that holds structures of law and maintains knowledge through oral traditions which have been practiced for thousands of generations by the Ute, Arapaho, and the Ocheti Shakawan, or Seven Council Fires. I honor their law and their laws. I honor their strength, their wisdom, their customs, and their cultures. I honor their ancestors and their living children. And I honor their spirits and animal allies. I honor their love of the great Mother Earth, I am sorry for all that is past, and I live as your humble ally and human sister who is listening to you. I honor you. To my listener, wherever and whenever you are, whether you're here with me in 2020 or listening from the future, I honor the spirits of the land that you are on and the land that I am on. And I gratefully acknowledge all who come in spirit form to be of support, to provide guidance and wisdom, and to hold us while we connect with the spirit of the earth and her seasons through these beautiful festivals. Thank you. In closing, may all that we do and say today and always be for the benefit of all beings. May we walk with integrity, honor, and grace. May we welcome our shadow forward in service of revealing to us all that needs tending as we walk in human form. May we never forget the passage of our ancestors, human and otherwise, that brought us into being. And may we honor the wise and well ones for their guidance and support. May we live our lives in safety, offered in service, guided by spirit. Thank you so dearly for joining me today. I look forward to connecting with you for episode 6, which is Festival 7 of Season 1, Marbon the autumnal equinox. You can learn more about this episode, the Celtic Wheel of the Year, and find resources at thepathofintegrity.com forward slash animisma. Animisma is brought to life by the magical Stephanie Halligan. You can learn more about her work at stephhalligan.com. Thank you for taking the time today to listen. If you'd like to hear more, I invite you to subscribe and to share amongst your community. Email subscribers receive instructions prior to the podcast regarding offerings, rituals, ceremony, etc. And you can subscribe at thepathofintegrity.com forward slash subscribe. Until next time, I wish you peace, I wish you love, and I wish you the joy of the great summer sun.